0: The Sims 3. Hello. I want to tell you about something that happened to me the 28th of June in 2009. I got a copy of The Sims 3, and I was excited. I was a fan of EA games, and I loved the previous Sims. I got it from some game pawn shop called The Daily Gamer. It sold old games, new games, equipments, you name it. My main game store was closed, so I bought the game there. It was used, so it was discounted. I bought the CD and got back to my house excited. But the discs were scratched, so I was pretty angry. I got my disc cleaner set out and cleaned it the best I could. As I put the CD in my computer, I noticed something odd about the CD's logo. No one was smiling. They all looked emotionless but I opened it up and I was ready to play the game. I watched the intro and nothing was heard except for the cheerful music. After it finished, I made my profile. I only made one person and I made my character as I wanted him. But the weird thing was that he wasn't moving at all. He wasn't making sound and he had a straight face. I made him a young adult and gave him five traits I noticed a weird one, though, something that didn't look appropriate for a Sims game. Cannibal. I just chose stuff that suited me, and then I made my guy. It then gave me the option of making a house or buying a house. I bought a house, and bought the furniture myself. My Sim didn't get happy, he only got angry or sad. I thought that this was getting weird. I decided to make something to eat for my sim. The only options were carnivore foods, like make pig tongue. I thought nothing of it. I then got a job after getting used to my new house, and I saw butcher, theater, and crime. Butcher? What kind of a game is this? It wouldn't let me accept the theater or crime jobs, and it wouldn't let me exit the page so I just clicked Butcher and got on with it. As soon as that happened, a car beep came abruptly from outside, and it was extremely loud. It made my ears ring, and I almost had a freaking heart attack. I fast-forwarded time, and I listened in on my guy's job. I heard a bunch of screams and moans. It was at a factory that wasn't regularly there, and my character's uniform was always stained in blood. What was weird was he never changed his clothes. I tried changing them into a different outfit. It didn't help at all. I then tried to buy a bed but it would only let me buy meat hooks. I bought one out of curiosity. The only option it had was hang body. I was disturbed. Another issue is that I tried changing materials of things, but the only material was blood splat. No color bar, nada. I tried to befriend people, but all I could do was invite to house. I did so, and after the girl came to my house, a very graphic cutscene played that involved my character hitting the girl right in the head with a sledgehammer and dragging her into my kitchen. My character then hung her from the meat hook while laughing, not smiling in The Sims fashion, but had an evil smirk on his face. He was creeping me out, for sure. I clicked on her dead body, and the only option was strip. I did so, and it said I had to eat her. It wouldn't let me leave the page, so I clicked it wondered what happened next. It started glitching up. Graphics were in the wrong places. A buzzing started coming from the speakers, and scaring the crap out of me. The game started to slowly get covered in pixels, like when your sim is naked, and a loud distorted piano verse in reverse played. It then froze up and closed, I took my disc out and threw it in the fireplace. I thought about suing the store. So I drove back up to the store. And all that was there was a meat factory. Story number two. Majora's Mask. So, I don't know if you guys are too young to remember game sharks. I'm not even sure if they make them anymore. They were this cool little thing that you could plug into a game console and used to hack and discover cheats. My buddy still has one for his old Nintendo 64, and we still like to mess around with it sometimes. I found a used copy of Majora's Mask the other day, and I realized we'd never tried to hack it, so I dropped five bucks on the cartridge. Last night, I called up my friend, grabbed a case of beer, and went over to his house for some sweet, drunken retro gaming. We were having a great time, making Link fall through floors and walk through walls, and all that good stuff. We even found a code that caused a huge number of those annoying little dogs to spawn, swamping the map and generally causing chaos. After the standard cheats got boring, we decided to run the code search on the GameShark again. Oddly enough, the GameShark came up with a brand new code sequence, one we'd never seen before, being slightly buzzed from the beer and bored with throwing infinite bombs at unsuspecting enemies. We punched the code in and fired up the game. Game sharks have a tendency to cause minor glitches, so neither of us were very surprised when the game completely skipped over the menu screens and jumped directly into the action. We were outside the Snow Temple, and the clock was stuck at a couple minutes to midnight on the third day. The moon was leering at us from the sky, nearly ready to crash into the ground. Other than the frozen time, the game seemed to be functional, so I pushed forward on the control stick and sent Link off in exploration of the world, as it teetered directly on the brink of the apocalypse. There was a distinct lack of enemies, and strange patterns of pixels would randomly appear and disappear. Naturally, we were starting to get pretty bored, since we had nothing to kill. I decided to shut the console down and try another code, but I figured I'd look up at the moon one more time. To my surprise, it was much larger than it had been before, and we realized that it was still approaching the Earth, despite the fact that time was stopped. It was nearly ready to crash down, so we decided to see if anything cool would happen in the endgame cutscene. Oddly enough, the cutscene never triggered. Instead, the moon just kept getting closer and closer. I could barely make out movement on it, and I realized that the spinning Majora's mask from the menu screen was appearing on the surface in a flurry of oddly shaped pixels. The spinning mask continued to get clearer and clearer until it completely hid the moon's evil grin. Something seemed very wrong with the mask, though. It was too well animated for an image on Nintendo 64. The lines and details were very clear, and the colors were far too vivid. As the mask spun around, the eyes seemed to follow me, staring directly at me. I was hypnotized by it, and I sat there, beer in one hand, controller in the other, unable to look away from the screen. Extremely disturbing images began to flash across the TV screen as the moon continued to approach. Everything appeared to be on fire, and quick glimpses of the poor, innocent animated characters of the town showed them dying extremely gruesome deaths. Majora's mask completed one final rotation and stopped, staring directly at us. A gnarled hand came up, slowly pulling the mask away, And underneath was the Skull Kid, a horrible expression of agony and pain burned on his face. He opened his mouth, and with a sickening groan of cartridge-era video game sounds, uttered the words that have been haunting me at night. You lost the game. The screen went pitch black, and the Nintendo 64 shut off. My friend and I looked at each other, unsure of what we'd just seen. He claims it was just an alternate ending the producers didn't use in the actual game. But the whole thing seemed way too paranormal to be that easily explained. Story 3. The Theater. Have you ever heard of an old game called The Theater? Yeah, didn't think so. Probably because many say it doesn't even exist. You see, The Theater was an old game released around the same time as DOOM. Today, if you ever find it, it's only available on crappy bootleg CD-ROMs, which, more often than not, don't even actually contain the game. The legitimate copies that they say were released back in the day feature a blank cover with nothing but the sprite of what has since been named The Ticket-Taker. He is simply a poorly-drawn, pixelated, bald Caucasian man with large red lips, wearing a red vest over a white shirt and black pants. He is completely expressionless, though some say that if you smash the disc, his face is shown as angry the next time you look at the cover. Though this is just dismissed as an urban legend. What is peculiar about the theater is that there is no developer named on the jewel case, nor a game description on the back. It is simply the ticket-taker on a white background on both sides. The game was initially known for its inability to install correctly. The installation process immediately locks up the computer when the user reaches the licensing agreement. Also strange about the licensing agreement for the theater is that whenever the development studio is supposed to be named, the text is simply a blank line. Anyways, most people who have claimed to owning one of the original CDs say that they figured out how to install the game by simply rebooting their computer on the licensing agreement with the disk still inside. Then they are prompted to press I agree on startup. Then they continue with the installation. If a player supposedly manages to find what they believe to be a working copy, they have said that the installer window will freeze before you can click your first next but they do also say that their PCs do not lock up, and it's only the installer that freezes. It is unknown if these are actual copies or fakes, but it is widely thought that these working copies are just to draw internet attention, with no proof of the installation effects. Upon proper installation, the game then starts up without any introduction besides a main menu that is simply the sprite of a movie theater's exterior on an empty street. The title fades in, and then the three menu buttons. New Game, Load, Options. Selecting Options immediately crashes the game to the desktop. Load is said not to function at all. Even if you do have a saved game, nothing happens when you press it. Thus, New Game is the only working menu option. Once it is selected, you're in the first-person view. You're standing in an empty movie theater lobby with the exception of the Ticket-Taker, standing in the front of a dark hallway, which one can only assume leads to the theaters themselves. There's nothing to do but look at the poorly drawn, mostly illegible movie posters, or approach the Ticket-Taker. Once the player moves towards the Ticket-Taker, a very low-quality sound clip plays, saying, Thank you. Please enjoy the movie. Along with a speech box saying the same thing. You then walk into the hallway, and the screen fades to black, and you're back in the empty lobby, and you do the exact thing again, and again, and again. While this may sound like a horrible game, a number of peculiar things occur as you continue to play it. The number of times that you have to continue into the hall after giving your ticket to the ticket taker before the strange events happen is unknown. Most state that it's completely random and could take anywhere from the first playthrough to the 400th. What happens, though, has deeply disturbed some players. The first occurrence is when the player fades back in after walking into the hallway. This time they will notice the ticket taker is completely absent. The player then, without any other options, decides to walk into the dark hallway. The sound clip and text box mentioned previously still play in the absence of the ticket-taker. But when the player walks into the hallways, the screen does not fade out. It goes pitch black as they walk deeper into the hall. But the player's footsteps sound clip is still playing as they continue to push the up button on their keyboard. Those claiming to have played the original game report to have felt extremely uncomfortable walking down the hallway, anticipating the whole way something horrible happening. Well, eventually the player is unable to move forward. There's nothing for a few moments before a strange sprite that is described as the Ticket-Taker, but with a swirl for a face, appears and stands before the player. The original players of the game say their bodies immediately froze up and their stomachs churned when they saw this sprite, which has been appropriately named the Swirly Head Man. Nothing happens as the swirly head man stands before them. Then suddenly a piercing screech plays as the game glitches out. This lasts for a few minutes, with the screeching being continuous. Then the players abruptly return to the lobby, with all the sounds and graphics being as they should be. The game continues normally for the next couple of cycles of entering the hallway, with a couple of the original players claiming the swirly head man would briefly appear and disappear in the corner of the screen as a brisk yelp sound effect plays. Then at some point after meeting the swirly head man, the player sees the ticket taker pacing back and forth. Though there is no walking animation, the sprite's limbs are completely static, so he just hops up and down slightly as a substitute, with his eyes being wide and his mouth open to simulate a worried facial expression. Some players noted that the movie posters had been replaced with images of Swirly Headman, which caused them to immediately turn their character's head away from the posters and approach the ticket taker. Then another different low-quality sound clip plays, but the speech box contains nothing but corrupted characters that cause whatever text would have been in the box to be completely illegible due to the extremely low quality of the sound. It is debated by players what exactly the ticket-taker says at this point, though it is widely agreed that he says, Never reach the other levels. Then the screen fades out once again, and returns the player back to their starting point in the lobby. But the ticket-taker is gone, and the hallway is blocked by a large brick wall sprite. Touching the brick wall will immediately crash the game, and that's all there is to it. No one knows what the other levels are, or how to gain access to them. Nor is it known why the Swirly Head Man causes such acute fear in those who have seen him in the game. All the original copies of the theater have either been lost or destroyed. But the creepiest part is the fact that all the original players of the game claim to occasionally see a brief glimpse of the Swirly Head Man out of the corner of their eyes. Hey, it's Mr. Freaky. I hope you enjoyed those retro gaming creepypastas. What's a terrifying retro game I could cover next? Please like and subscribe to my channel, as well as check out my Patreon to support what I do here. You can also join our Discord to get involved in the community. Have a horrific evening, everyone, and remember to stay spooky, my friends.